a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, a house divided. Are personality conflicts, differences of opinion, or conflict causing friction in your relationships? We'll help you find harmony. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to learn. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, a house divided. We're talking about conflict. Uh, Are personality conflicts, differences of opinion, or arguments causing friction in your relationships? Well, we'll help you find harmony today. The number is 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Call up and share. Are you in conflict with someone you care about? Are differences of opinion coming between you and somebody in your life? You know, whether you're experiencing a disagreement with your spouse, your younger or older child, a parent, an extended family member, friend, coworker, conflict is no fun. But, unfortunately, we all have to deal with it. We want to help you find those next grace-filled steps toward healing the rifts between you and the people in your life. So give us a call. Let's work it out together. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Well, I'm going to try to talk here, even though I'm making slow progress out of whatever it is that's taken over my throat in the last week. But I think that for many of us, when it comes to conflict, we sort of do that metaphorical thing where we stick our fingers in our ears and go, la, 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 I don't want to deal with it until I have to, until it's here, and then I'll deal with it. I've got enough on my plate. I don't like conflict. I don't want to deal with conflict. And so we avoid it until it hits us really hard, until that person does that thing where somebody is bringing their anger or their forcefulness to us in that moment. The problem is when we wait until that moment, we are ill-prepared to deal with it. We still have all our alarm bells going off saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And we don't have the sense of peace, the sense of rightness, The sense of knowing what it is we want from the situation. So we're easily tossed around like that reed in in the wind that we hear about in the Bible. We can't allow ourselves to avoid it so much that we undermine our own well-being. Either in the moment, because we're feeling that sense of being stirred up within ourselves 
even when we're not in that conflict and we don't want to undermine our well-being in dealing with that other person or people so if you heard Greg talking about is there someone in your ear in conflict with are there differences of opinion coming between you and somebody in your life are you having a disagreement with somebody and little pictures of those people's faces were flashing before your eyes and you're thinking well I usually get to avoid them or oh this thing happened with them this morning because you're with them let's talk about how to give you a sense of peace a sense of effectiveness some new skills so you can solve that conflict and live in peace and harmony and as you were saying Greg conflict isn't fun yeah even be able to have some fun with those people in your life because you've made the conflict dissipate go away and you've given peace between you and that person to yourself 877-573-7825 is the number. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Our show today titled A House Divided, and we're talking about navigating conflict more effectively between you and the people that you care about, whoever they might be. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Or I guess I should correct myself. Maybe you don't care about that person, but you have to deal with them anyway. That is a very good point. <laughs> and we want to help you manage conflict gracefully, whoever that person is, or whatever that situation is that's causing the conflict. Eight seven seven five seven three. 7825. By the way, I wanted to let you know, we have uh, some a great resource to share to help build greater peace and harmony in your family life. Tonight, Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Lisa and I are hosting the free webinar, A More Peaceful Family by Christmas, A Catholic Parent's Guide to Advent. That's happening again tonight, Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, and it is absolutely free. It's sponsored by Ave Maria Radio and the Archdiocese of New York. All you got to do is Register at catholichom slash webinar. And i got to tell you, in addition to the information we'll be sharing with you about how to create a more peaceful family by Christmas and take advantage of that Advent grace, we're going to be sharing with you lots of downloadables. We've got um, downloadable blessings for your Advent wreath and Christmas tree and creche. We've got a, an Advent calendar, an activity calendar with a, a different activity your family can do. Simple things, very simple things that your family can do every day to draw closer to Christ and each other through the whole Advent and Christmas season. We'll give you that downloadable, and we'll also be sharing some other great resources, too. So come on, check it out tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. All you got to do is register. It's absolutely free for a more peaceful family by Christmas, a Catholic parent's guide to Advent. Go to catholichom.com slash webinar to register tonight. And I might say, I would invite you to join the Catholic home community. Uh, that's families just like you who are working together every day to build more faithful, loving, caring, connected Catholic households on mission. And you can go to catholichom.com to learn more about that or download the Catholic HOM app and check it out. But we're taking your call right now about conflict in your family, with your friends, with co-workers, whoever it is. We want to help you manage conflict gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's 
theology of the body. And if you're not sure what that is, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years on how God's design of creation reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that the most important way we can build the kingdom of God is to create what St. John Paul called communities of love. By building healthy, holy relationships we have with all the people in our lives. One of the lessons we all need to learn to accomplish this goal is to manage conflict and tension and differences of opinion gracefully. Humility is the virtue that makes us open to the experiences of others, even others we disagree with vehemently. Each of us has a story that deserves to be heard. Each of us is wounded in a way that deserves to be respected. The positions we hold and the choices we make are rooted in those stories and wounds. We can't help, we can't hope, excuse me, to build a relationship with another person, much less change their minds if we aren't willing to take the time that's necessary to understand how they got to where they are. Listening and empathizing are two of the most important tools in addressing conflict gracefully. Now, of course, doing that isn't easy and it can be next to impossible if we're relying solely on our own power. That's why we need God's grace. Christians have to remember to invite God to be the mediator in all of our disagreements, whether that means praying with the person or at least praying on our own about how God might want us to handle the situation. We need to remember to begin those uh, difficult discussions in prayer, ideally, as I said, with the person we're struggling with, but at least on our own before we begin any challenging conversation. We also need to reflect on what virtues we might need to practice in conflict to have more productive discussions so that we can be our best selves and find ways to encourage each other through the tension and toward solutions. And by the way, when I say that, I don't just mean the virtues that help us be nice. I said the virtues that would help us have a more productive discussion. And sometimes that requires us to be more assertive or more honest or more direct as well as being compassionate and understanding and kind. Finally, we need to work hard to listen to each other rather than just reacting to each other. And that's hard to do. I mean, but for the Christian, managing conflict well isn't just a psychological or relationship skill. It's ultimately a spiritual exercise. And it's an opportunity to grow in all the virtues that help us become healthy, holy people and build healthy, holy relationships. And, you know, let's, let's figure out how we can take advantage of this, the grace of this Advent season. Uh, because in this time, we are called to make a little more room in our hearts in our homes for Christ and part of that does mean working to heal the injuries that have occurred to his body the body of Christ our friends and relations so we are talking with you today about how to heal those rifts 877-573-7825 if you're in conflict with someone you care about or for that matter, someone you don't care that much about. <laughs> you have to deal with it. Still messing up with your messing up your life. Let's talk about how to handle those dis- disagreements, differences of opinion, and outright arguments. Eight seven seven five seven three 
7825. Well, that let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father and the Son, and the, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all those people that we are feuding with, those people that we are having conflicts or disagreements, differences of opinion, those people with where there's tension in the relationship causing us to feel frustrated and alienated and estranged from those people. Lord, your servant St. John Paul reminded us that building your kingdom means working on our relationships, healing the rifts that exist between us and the people that share our lives. And Lord, in this Advent season, we ask you for an extra measure of grace to be able to bring your love into those situations so that we can build bridges and facilitate reconciliation and healing where there is conflict and confusion. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name of the Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled A House Divided. As we talk about those personality conflicts, differences of opinion, or arguments that are causing friction in your relationships, we'll help you find harmony. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Once again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Let's talk now with Sandy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, okay. I am a person that my whole life, when I'm in the 60s, avoided conflict. I don't like it at all. And now that I reflect more on my life, I wish I wasn't such an emotional person that my heart gets in the way. I wish I would have spoke up some more to, so I didn't okay. get stepped on. But I never did. So to, now my daughter is in a relationship, and they're not married. They've lived together for 10 years. They're both Catholic. Uh, my daughter has wanted to get married, and the guy said, Oh, yeah, we'll get married in two years. Oh, we'll get married in three years. Oh, we'll get married in five years. Now it's 10 years. Right, so he's stringing her along. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And okay. I don't want to be the one to say enough is enough, but she agrees too, but she's too weak because she doesn't work and she has a mental illness. So what? how can we help you out, Sandy? What's so your question should I us? be the person to talk to him? I think my um, daughter and I should do it together because she just crumbles in front of them. Okay. So, I guess, have you talked with your daughter about this first? I did. Sorry, you've talked to your daughter about this, and what does she say? Okay, okay. And then she always has to give him a heads up and text him and say, my mother and I need to talk to you. And then he says, well, what, are you ganging up on me? So, I guess what I'm I'm missing, though, is... Okay, so so the issue is is really between you and your your daughter, right? Because um, 
because uh, you know, as, as you say, I mean, there's there's not going to be any way. You know, even if you talk to him, you're easy to ignore, right? Because you're not in the relationship. Um, this is ultimately got to be a boundary that your daughter learns to set. Um, and, I, and you said that she struggles with mental illness. I don't know if she's working with a counselor. If I hope that she is. Uh, if if not, then I would encourage her to seek professional counseling. And I would also ask as your, as as her mom to maybe be part of that in some small way. I realize she's an adult, uh, and she has a right to kind of her own privacy with that. But at the same time, if, if she would like your support, um, then then having you be part of that process to learn how to set those boundaries with that with, with the man that she's living with uh, could be really helpful. So I, I don't think there's any point in you confronting the the boyfriend because I don't think that he's you know you're as I said you're easy to ignore because he's he's clearly ignoring your daughter already. Um, but if she is if she is in counseling, um, this is something that she should be talking about with her counselor. And if you would like your help in having that conversation, then she could allow you to be part of that process to figure out how you could work together to set some boundaries and start saying, you know, saying some things. But I think that, that the, the deeper issue here is that, that she is very dependent uh, on, on, this, on this man. Um, and until that de- those dependency issues get healed, she's going to have a very hard time setting those boundaries. Yeah, that's what she's really going to need to work on is starting to form whatever life that she can to give her some independence, including perhaps getting skills so that she could get some kind of economic security for herself. Because I've got news for you, Sandy. He has been using her for 10 years. It says on the board he won't even put her on his insurance policy. He says they have no money. He's happy as a lark. He's got a woman who gives him everything he wants. He can depend on her, and he's never changed. And even if you got him to marry her, very little would change. Yeah. I mean, Sandy, the, the, you know, and, and I know that listeners you know, probably are saying, well, well, you know, why aren't you talking about the fact that she's living in sin? Why aren't you talking about the fact that cohabitating is, is, is sinful? Of course it is, and we you know, acknowledge that. The issue here is um, that... Sandy, your daughter's behavior is consistent with somebody who has what's called a dependent personality disorder. Now, I can't diagnose that over the air, but I, it's consistent with that with that presentation. Uh, somebody with a dependent personality doesn't know how to deal with conflict at all, doesn't know how to set boundaries. They're, they can't make decisions without tons and tons and tons of reassurance and support and kind of dragging them through it. You know, um, it, And that very much sounds like what your daughter is dealing with. And until that dependent personality issue is resolved, it's going to be very, very hard for her to stand up for herself in any kind of meaningful way. But what I would say to you, Sandy, if you acknowledge this is something that you've wrestled with your whole life, I would suggest that the best way to help your daughter is to start getting help for yourself, to learn how to heal whatever wounds have prevented you from standing up for yourself. Because when she starts looking at you growing and changing and seeing that even at, your, at, at this time in your life that you are able to heal those wounds and start standing up for yourself in your own life, she's going to start looking to you as a mentor for that. Uh, and long term, that's what's really going to help your daughter the most. You know, not just a single conversation with the boyfriend or, you know, that's rooted in your frustration or anger about the situation. It, she, she needs a witness. She needs somebody who loves her, who can show her how to come out of this dependency, this dependent personality that she has, and see what it looks like for someone she loves to start setting better boundaries in your own life. And that's something, you know, that we all, as, as parents of adult children, need to take in, into account. You know, if we see something in our adult kids that we know they got from us, the best way to lead them out of it 
is to recover from it ourselves and to show that recovery is possible so that our kids can turn to us even in their adulthood and say you know what mom dad you really have inspired me to, to make these changes in my life thank you for showing me that and so sandy I, that would be the last bit of encouragement i would have for you that whatever your daughter allows you to do in terms of you know working with her and her own counselor uh, i would like you to, to get the help that you need to show her that it's possible to set better boundaries and manage conflict and stand up for yourself so that she can see you as that witness and that inspiration. Thanks for the call. We've got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about dealing with conflict in all of your relationships. If you are in an argument with somebody that you care about, or for that matter, don't really care all that much about, but the conflict is wrecking your mood or causing tension that you just don't need in your life, we are here to help you deal more effectively with all those conflicts, differences of opinion, and disagreements. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We'll help you find those next grace-filled steps toward healing the rifts between you and the people in your life. We'll be taking your calls. Plus, we'll be joined by Jacob Flores Popchak, who is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He'll be sharing what to do when you don't like a relative significant other. <laughs> Talk about that and lots of other things related to graceful solutions for conflict when More to Life continues after the break. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, Teach Me to Pray, the free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today we're talking about conflict on our show titled A House Divided. Give us a call at 877 573 
7825, and we'll help you find those next grace-filled steps toward overcoming those disagreements between you and the people you care about. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's also an expert on the theology of the body, an author, illustrator, and co-host with Father Gabriel Toretta of the Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to More to Life. Hey, I appreciate you having me. So you wanted to talk about those times when we have somebody in our life, especially a relative, and we just don't know why they're with the person they're with, whether it's a boyfriend, <laughs> a girlfriend, husband, wife. How do we deal with that, that feeling of, you know, we want better for them and we don't like this other person, but they're coming around and ah, what do we do? Yeah, the frustration is so real. And it's, it's close friends are often like this. Relatives are often like this. And, you know, I'll, I'll fall on my sword and be kind of humble in admitting here that probably, I mean, not all of them, and hopefully none of them are listening right now, but <laughs> I, I will say that, that probably 90% of my close friends, I don't like their significant others, and it's sort of like a necessary evil to put up with them. And, and this is like a really common phenomenon, right? And I, what I often share with my clients is that the reason it's so common, because it always feels like an anomaly, right? Oh, I love so-and-so. She's so amazing. She's so talented. She, she could do so much better. Oh, he's so great. You know, he could do so much better. Why are they with that person? It always feels like an anomaly, but it really isn't. Um, the, the kind of sad reality is that just by being in relationship with someone, just by being someone's friend or being close to them, you are probably de facto liking them a little bit better than they like themselves. Because most people don't like themselves enough to to be their own friend if they had the chance to be, right? So just by being their friend, just by being in relationship with them, you're liking them a little bit better than they like them. Which means that pretty much anybody that they quote-unquote settle for you're going to think they're settling because you have a, a higher opinion of them than they have of themselves. And, and that leads us to, to the real kind of nitty-gritty of it, right, which is that they're with that person because that person matches how they feel about them. That person mirrors or reflects how they feel about them. And unfortunately, there's nothing you can say directly to convince them that that person is a deadbeat or bad news or a potato, right? It'd be great if we could just have that conversation and confront them, but we can't. Instead, the best thing we can do is just really directly and specifically love on them with real specific intentional compliments and affirmations with as much quality time as we can afford. At worst, that's just going to make a better impact on that person. They're just going to feel loved, right, which is not a bad at worst to have. But at best, they're going to start to see, wow, maybe I'm better than I give myself credit for. Maybe I am lovable and likable. And that's going to start to drive a wedge between them and this really annoying person and all the better, right? Well, Jacob, you know, thank you so much for that suggestion. I think it's a really terrific idea and something that we don't often think about. Really important insights for dealing with those people who have a significant other that we're not crazy about. And we're taking your calls, listeners, about dealing with conflict with the people in your life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Back in I'm Al Tresta thanking you for participating in our expansion winter drive. We fell a little short. 
And if you are unable to participate, just go to AveMariaRadio.net and take a look at some future opportunities we have to grow our outreach to the world. Many think the world is falling apart, but let's show the world the one who holds all things together. Thank you. Because I am so glad you came. Welcome to our Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative, with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matthew and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life asking you to please support Ave Maria Radio's year-end campaign. Ave Maria Radio has grown a lot this year. We've added new stations and new programs, expanded our online offerings, and increased our community presence, all to serve you better. Please help us meet this challenge by making a new pledge or increasing an existing pledge. Go to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the Donate slider. Thank you for your generous support. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. What does it mean for a dad to be poor in spirit? According to scripture scholars, the man who is poor in spirit is profoundly aware of his radical dependence on God. Men often struggle with this idea. Many of us have been raised to believe that it's a virtue to be self-sufficient. Boys are taught from toddlerhood that they're sissies if they ever need their moms or dads too much. This world tells us, blessed is the man who takes care of himself and minds his own affairs. But this attitude is completely contrary to the message of Jesus. In the words of Pope Francis, when the heart is rich and self-satisfied, it has no place for the Word of God. Catholic dads, do you know what it means to be radically dependent on God's help to be a great husband and father? To learn more, check out my book, Be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today's show is titled A House Divided. As we talk about personality conflicts, differences of opinion and arguments that cause friction in all of your relationships, whether it's in your house or your extended family or really just anybody, if you have someone in your life that you are wrestling with conflict with and you want to figure out grace-filled steps to resolve those tensions, we are here to help. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. And I have to say, if you're thinking, I never really have to see this person, and it won't happen this year at that holiday gathering, 
Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Unless you get the skills you need to change how that works itself out, you're going to be right back in there and feeling frustrated and a little joyless in the holiday season. So let's not let that happen. Give us a call today about your situation at 877 And before we take our next caller, I want to send out some congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family. Iowa Catholic Radio is celebrating 17 years with us, now serving Iowa with 5 AM and FM stations. Congratulations to Joe Teeling, Matt Wilkham, and everyone at Iowa Catholic Radio from your friends at EWTN Radio and more to life. God bless you guys. And remember, folks, wherever you are listening to EWTN Radio, don't forget to support your local EWTN Radio station with your prayers and with your dollars. Let's keep EWTN Radio going strong and growing stronger for decades to come so we can keep supporting you and your loved ones in living a more faithful, abundant life life. And with that, let's go back to your calls. Who's up next, Lisa? Let's go to Richard, who's listening to EWTN Radio in North Dakota on Real Presence Radio. Hi, Richard. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, good morning. Um, Hopefully I can explain this in a succinct way. Um, So I got kind of caught by surprise with um, uh, something my wife brought up, and it seems trivial. But um, she she has a habit of doing this. She doesn't really consult me or talk to me about um, what we might do as a family. For example, uh, going to mass was what what happened. So she was sharing all kinds of things with me that she had for concerns about our son playing in basketball this year. And then right after that, she shared um, going um, going to mass. For, for vigil, which seems okay, uh, not that big of a deal, but um, I had obligations, uh, things that I needed to do on Sunday, and and I feel very strongly that it's important for us to go as a family when we can. And um, I guess I, it, this has come up as an issue in the past, which is maybe why I reacted um, as quickly as I did. Was she aware of your obligations? I mean, had you had you spoken with her about those those things you had to do? Uh, I hadn't yet, um, but I mean, she knows. Like, I've, I've added. I mean, it, we're in a really small parish. Well, the reason I asked that question, because because you right now, the reason I asked that question is because you know you started by saying that she doesn't consult you, but it sounds to me like you guys don't communicate with each other about what your expectations might be or your plans need to be. And so, my suggestion to you um, to resolve that is is to create um, a, what we would call a talk ritual, right? So, in, for example, in in Catholic home, right? Our, our uh, a family app that we, and the community that we uh, accompany, you know, families with that, that kind of suggests how to build a more loving, faithful, connected, caring family life. One of the practices is the this what we call the rite of family rituals, and in that we talk about how families can create times every day where they work play, talk, and pray together. Um, and we give lots of different examples of, of talk rituals. They could be you know, dinnertime conversations. They could be family meetings. They could be special uh, meetings to talk about uh, budgets or weekend plans, for instance. And so oh, a weekend plan talk ritual is a really important thing for families to have. 
So, for example, on a Wednesday evening or a Thursday before the weekend gets started, you're actually sitting down together on a regular basis every week and just say, hey, what's coming up this weekend? And you're sharing what's going on, and she's sharing what's going on, and, and together you're able to create a plan that, that, that really takes into account all of your needs and all of your considerations. And it sounds to me like you guys don't have the space for that. So what a lot of, well, a lot of times what happens in families where you have those kinds of things going on is that um, everybody just flies by the seat of their pants and then they get mad when those expectations don't line up. So this isn't really a matter of your wife not consulting you. It's a matter of you guys don't have a a ritual in place that enables you to effectively navigate making plans together. And I'm going to guess that that probably relates to lots of other things, too, in your marriage, where you you, you each assume that the other should know as you just said to me, you know, well, she knows that I have these obligations. It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, we forget what other people, or we, you know, we, we think that, well, that can be moved around. Unless we sit down and actually intentionally talk through those things, we end up bumping into each other all the time. So my suggestion to you would be to suggest to your wife that you guys create a, a weekend talk ritual where the two of you pick a day, you know, like Wednesday, at least by Wednesday or Thursday, and sit down and really work out. You know, what are you guys going to do? What do you have coming up? And how can we make a plan? And, and as with this, as with any other disagreement in marriage, we've got to remember, okay, not to lead with our solution. What do I mean by that? I mean, don't go into a conversation saying, well, this is what I wanted to do on Sunday. What you want to, what you want to go into the conversation saying is, okay, so here are the things that we need to figure out, right? I, I have these obligations, or I have these things, and what do you have going on? Okay, now let's make a plan. Because as soon as you lead a conversation with your solution, you, you end up arguing about whether that solution will work or not. It becomes polarized. Do we do that or don't we do it? But if you just come and bring all the pieces of the problem and say, okay, well, you know, here I have these things that I have to do, and you have those things that you have to do, and our kid has these things that he has to do, great, now let's make a plan for making, for making that work. Now you're creating something together. But if you just go in and say, well, I wanted to go to Mass on Sunday this way, and, and then you, you lead with that, then you're just going to argue back and forth about whether you should do that or not. Also, schedule in things you really want to do that are fun. You know, it's about laying down a schedule that allows you to do all the things that are important, not just the urgent, but all the things that are important, including time to connect, time to have some fun together. And by doing this, you are avoiding that, catching each other on the fly, not really having each other's ear, interrupting each other's thought pattern that makes us feel chaotic. You're sitting down with the the things that you need, your planners, each other, and an open listening mind so that you can really get all of your needs met and work together as a team. So, Richard, um, you know, I would suggest running with this idea um, and going back to your wife and kind of proposing, look, we need to just create a time to, um, you know, to to, to plan more effectively. I would apologize to her for, for being offended that she, quote unquote, she didn't consult you. It's really a relationship problem between the two of you. You guys don't have a mechanism in place that allows you to communicate openly and freely and plan together as well as you should. And so I would go back and apologize for, for that disagreement and then say to her, you know, I have this, this idea that we create this thing on our schedule where we can sit down and talk about the weekend or whatever. Kind of a business meeting, right? Yeah. Um, if, if you'd like more support, though, in creating more of these opportunities 
opportunities to connect. I'd really ch- uh, encourage you to, to check out CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app. Um, it's free to join for the first month, and I think you get a lot out of it in terms of understanding how to create that more loving, peaceful, connected, caring family life, especially by Christmas. Take advantage of the grace of this Advent season and the conversations that we're hosting there on the Catholic HOM app to, to really identify these kinds of things, you know, and and really how families can grow closer together, especially in this Advent season, so that you can have a more peaceful family by Christmas. Richard, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the show, or like I said, become part of the Catholic HOM community by going to CatholicHOM.com or downloading the Catholic HOM app. We've got tons more ideas like this to keep you going. All right, with that, we are continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825 about dealing with conflict, whether that's in your family, in your friends, or in your extended family. We want to help you manage conflict gracefully. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. And as I was just mentioning to Richard, Lisa and I are hosting a free webinar tonight. That's Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. It's called A More Peaceful Family by Christmas, A Catholic Parent's Guide to Advent. We're going to be talking about some really great simple ideas for all families to grow closer to Christ and each other in this Advent season. We'll be sharing a lot of downloadable activities, uh, blessings for your Advent wreath, Christmas tree, crash, uh, a whole family activity calendar for Advent and the Christmas season, and lots of other resources, too. It's all absolutely free. It's sponsored by Ave Maria Radio and the Archdiocese of New York. Check it out to register for free. All you got to do is go to catholichom.com slash webinar. That's catholichom.com slash webinar. stands for Households on Mission. We'd love to see you tonight. Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 Central. And with that, it's time for our break. But before we head out, we're going to share our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Beautiful verse. Of course, it's, it's one of the Beatitudes here. And when we talk about peacemakers, though... I think we have this idea that uh, a peacemaker is a smoother overer, (laughs) somebody that avoids conflict, that just goes along to get along. That is not what Jesus is talking about. In fact, St. Augustine tells us that the peace is the tranquility that results from right order. In other words, in order for us to have peace, we have to be willing to work to resolve the problems that are disrupting the peace. And so that's a big part of learning how to deal with conflict gracefully so that we can be peacemakers. We're not We're not making peace if we're just avoiding conflict. We're making peace by addressing the issues that are causing the conflict. And that's what we're talking about today on this show. Let us help you be a true peacemaker by learning grace-filled ways to resolve the conflicts coming between you and the people that you care about. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back with your calls coming up right after the break. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. That's why the Catholic Health Alternative CMF Curo is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. 
I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. For more to life. Would you like to have a more faithful, loving, and joyful family life by Christmas? Then join us Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, for our free webinar, A More Peaceful Family by Christmas, The Catholic Parents' Guide to Advent. Each Advent, God calls us to make a little more room for Christ in our hearts and in our homes. In this free webinar, we'll show you how the grace of the Advent season can help you celebrate the more loving, connected, and caring family life God wants for you. So join us free Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, for this free webinar. Just register at catholichom webinar. That's catholichom.com slash webinar to join us for a more peaceful family by Christmas, the Catholic Parents' Guide to Advent. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. And I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today our show is titled A House Divided. Are personality conflicts, differences of opinion, or arguments causing friction in your relationships? doesn't matter who it is, whether it's uh, somebody close to you or just you know, someone you have to deal with. We want to help you find the next grace-filled steps toward healing the rifts between you and the people in your life. The number, 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. We're talking now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Arizona on Sirius XM one thirty. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Good morning. Um, my parents, who are um, eighty-eight and ninety-four, um, live mm-hmm. with my me and my husband. Um, they thank God are in very good health for their age um cognitively um you know they they have their ailments obviously at that age but but you know they they still get around like to go out to eat Mm -hmm. so i'm very grateful that they are still very mobile um Mm -hmm. living with my parents living with elderly parents poses a lot of challenges um i'm the youngest of of a larger family and uh all but one of my brothers lives locally. Um, I, I would say I get support from them. Uh, a, a couple of, of my siblings and the others, it's more that I either have to ask or um, it's when it's convenient for them. So that being said, I took on this this you know, cross, and, and I'm, my husband and I did, and we're fine with it. But I find myself getting frustrated at my parents, um, angry at my parents, um, to the point where I don't want to engage with them. Um, and I certainly don't want to do that. 
You know, I, I think it's the frustration of I, I forget maybe that they repeat things um, that we've already talked about. Um, they uh, talk about stuff that I feel is nonsense. I mean, I work outside of the home, so, you know, I, I, I really don't get a break. I'm, you know, bombarded at work with problems and issues, and then um, I come home and my husband comes home from his job, and it's like we don't get to kind of decompress. It's, you know, they come to me with all these issues that I'm like, okay, these aren't even important issues. You know, it's a, it's a prescription or it's, you know, did you call my doctor or it's something that I'm like, I need some space just to kind of relax. Um, I, I just, I find myself getting really angry with them. And I, I don't want to be that way. I, I truly love my parents with all my heart. Um, yeah, and sure. I know my but, time you know, with them I mean, is taking very care limited. taking care of people. Sure, but taking care of people is stressful, and I think that you need to kind of reckon with that stress a little bit more. You know, that does you know reckoning that, that the, with the fact that they're hard, that they, it's hard to be a caretaker, doesn't mean that you love your parents any less. Um, you know, and I think that what you're seeing is the resentment that comes from um, having your resources being depleted. You know, when, when we we do shows pretty regularly on on the on resentment, uh, and resentment is. You know, we, we, we often think, well, you know, why would why would we feel this feeling? And obviously, if we feel resentful, then clearly that's a bad thing. So, well, no, actually, um, you know, all of our feelings are given to us by God, right? And and they're they're meant to be a prompting of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, look at something, right? And when we start feeling resentful. What that really means is that we are doing more than our uh, our resources allow us to do. You know, the tank is empty. We're running on fumes. And so what I'd like you to do, Mary, is, is and I think you were kind of even pointing to this in the, in the very first part of your call, uh, is, is I'd like you to really recognize what, what do you need? You know, what, what would you need to have in place in order to have more patience with your folks? You know, what kinds of structures or what kind of support would you need to create? Whether you think you can get it or not is beside the point. I just want you and your husband to sit down and brainstorm. You know, if, if we can handle this this choice that we've made to care for, for my, my elderly parents and, and handle it in a way that would give us the patience, uh, a little bit more help, a little bit more space, what would we like to see happen? Again, don't edit it and don't don't don't, don't try to you know limit it by saying why well, that's never going to happen. Just just try to come up with the list, right? And then bring that list to God and say, okay, Lord, you know, we've taken on this this role of being my care, parents of my uh, the caretaker of my parents, um, and and we feel like these are the things that we need in order to do it well and to have the patience that they deserve, the patience that we want to give them. We're not sure how to make any of these things happen, though. We don't know how to get the help that we need to do this. We don't know how to get the space that we need to make, you know, to, to really just take, you know, take care of our own stuff, be here for each other, and be present to them. Help us figure this out. And this is a prayer, this is a prayer I want you to make every day. You know, as you're reflecting on the challenges of that day, you and your husband should be praying through this together with that list in mind. And then start thinking, well, you know, who could I ask for that help? Or where could I get that support? Where, who do I need to reach out to? And be more assertive with the rest of your family. You know, I, I think that I, I kind of picked up on a little bit of what's called the shoulds there. You know, the idea that, you know, the rest of my family should be chipping in more, but they only do it, you know, when I ask or when it's convenient for them. And I don't like to ask is sort of the implication there. Um, but I have to say, you know, you're going to have to become comfortable with asking. 
uh, and, and just really being a little bit more assertive there. So ask God for the grace to do that. You know, it, it's it's true that we all get a little bit selfish sometimes, unfortunately. And we, if we feel a problem is being taken care of, we're happy to let that person take care of the problem. It doesn't mean that we're bad people. It just means that we get a little bit short-sighted. Uh, and so the rest of your family, you know, it, you know, some of them might not be participating because they're selfish, but some, but most of us just don't participate because we don't really realize that the help is needed. And we even excuse ourselves by saying we don't want to interfere in Mary's life. She's running her home just fine. She's fine. She will be interfering. So I want you to be more assertive, right? And when you when you find that list, when you identify that list that I've asked you to make between you and your husband about what kind of support you'd need or what kind of breaks you'd need or what kind of space you'd need, I want you to just put it out there. You know, every opportunity you can. Hey, I really need some support on this day, or I really need some help with this, or I could use somebody coming over here so that my husband and I could get a date. Like, you know, be as as generous to yourselves about this as you need to be to cultivate the kind of space and patience that you would need want to have with your folks. Don't just say, okay, well, you know, the answer to this is I just have to learn to be more X. Because, you know, that doesn't come, you know, the, one, of the, one of the gifts of the theology of the body is that it reminds us that we are embodied creatures. Now, you might think, well, that's kind of a dumb thing. Why do I need to be reminded of that? I have, I'm perfectly aware that I have a body. Yeah, but we always ignore it, right? We, we think that we are these pure spirits who should just be able to generate more patience and more compassion and more gentleness and more kindness out of thin air. But the reality is those things come out of having our needs met. You know, when we feel like we're, we're getting our needs met and that we feel like we are, you know, our tank is full, then we're able to be generous and kind and patient. And when we're not getting our needs met and our tank is running empty, then our, the kindness and the patience and the compassion and, all, and, and the rest of it just, just goes on the, on the fritz and we start feeling resentful. Um, but that's not something we can heal just by flogging ourselves and saying, well, we just need to be better people. What we need to do is recognize that God has given us a body that has limitations. And unless we're taking care of the, the needs that our body has, the needs that our mind has, the needs that our relationships have, then we can't generate those other virtues uh, as easily, right? And so I, I want you to just give yourself permission to recognize that this is difficult, you know, and that you need help and to be more assertive about asking for that help. But, but really, again, start right now by sitting down with your husband this evening, ideally, and make that list of all the things that you think, you know, if, if we could be as patient and as generous to our, my parents as I want to be, as I genuinely feel led to be and I want to be, if we could just get A, B, C, D, whatever. Okay, and then bring that to God next. Lord, we don't know how we could possibly do this. You know, I, I don't think that we could actually get these these things, but this is what I feel like I'd need to really take the kind of care of my parents that I want to, that you want me to. Show me how I can do that um, and, and, and get these needs met too. And then let the Lord lead you to being more assertive in a charitable way with the rest of your family and, and inviting them to be part of this process more without feeling like, uh, I shouldn't have to ask them or sh- they should just know. The, the shoulds are, are one of Satan's ways of getting in the way of, of us asking for help and doing what needs to be done to take care of ourselves and the situation. Because right, if they, if, we, if they should do it, then we shouldn't have to ask, and therefore you know, we should just be able to whatever. Right? And so we end up really just, just setting up all kind of roadblocks that we don't need to set. So Mary, I hope that these suggestions will, will get you started uh, in realizing kind of where the, the real problem is. It's not that you're not patient enough. It's that you have certain needs that really aren't being attended to. And by identifying those needs and starting to pray through ways to meet them, I think you're going to find that you're going to have a lot more patience for your folks. And I want to thank you so much for um, taking on 
this role of being a caretaker to your parents. I'm, I know that they appreciate it. I'm sure they do. Uh, and I'm, I know that, that, that God will bless you for taking on this role, which is a beautiful, beautiful role. Uh, but I want you to have that permission to acknowledge that you do have needs, and you have a right to have those needs met, because those needs were given to you by God as part of your body. And the theology of the body reminds us to recognize um, that meeting those needs is a way that we honor God for the body that he gave us. Mary, thank you so much for the call. And folks, if you are looking for more ways to manage the conflicts in your relationships, come on over and check out the resources we have for you at CatholicCounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. That's CatholicCounselors.com. And don't forget, tonight we have our More Peaceful Family by Christmas. Parents' Guide to Advent webinar. That's Monday, December 4th, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Register for free at catholichom.com slash webinar. That's catholichom.com slash webinar. To sign up to join us tonight to get those free downloadables and lots of other ideas for taking the advantage of the grace of the Advent season to have a more peaceful family by Christmas. See you tonight. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.